Hello, Chelsea fans, and welcome to episode two of the Romans Empire podcast, where all we do is talk Chelsea, talk shit about everyone else. I'm joined by my good friend, Sam, and we're going to break down some of the most important topics that involve our club. So on this week's show, we're going to talk about potential transfers and transfer rumors. We'll talk about Conte's resume in regards to cup competitions and if we should be worried about it. And we're also going to talk about that one rumor that just hasn't seemed to go away the last couple of weeks. Emmanuel Matic to Man United. So, without further ado, Sam, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Overall, I'm okay. It's been a rough couple of days. A little rough, huh? Yeah, I'm not related to Chelsea at all, but I, I don't even want to talk about it. it. It hurts my heart too much to even talk about it. You can just that's, fill everyone in briefly what's going on. That's unfortunate. So, uh, Sam's worst days are my best days, actually, because... <laughs> Chris Paul got traded. Yeah. Sam happens to be a Clipper fan. The only Clipper fan in the world, actually. So, um, I know there's, there's a couple other ones out there. A couple other ones. Yeah. Like who? We're a strong force. There's, there's few of us, but we're strong. The few, the proud, the Clippers, the few, the proud, the selfies hanging in front of the (laughs) Lakers championship banner. All right. Let's, can we just not stop talking about this, please? Okay. Before I have a nervous breakdown live on this podcast, all right. Well, yeah. Thank you. Um, I saved you there, but um, while I was writing this script song, I couldn't help myself but take a take to take a little trip down memory lane, right? Uh-huh. So I started thinking when I first fell in love with the club. So before I explain my story, why don't you tell all, all the listeners how you first fell in love with Chelsea? Well, I grew up watching a lot of international soccer, watching World Cups, and. My favorite team is Germany. I have German blood in me. I, I love Iran too, but you can't really root from for that much during the World Cup because they don't really last that long. So I have I'm like one sixteenth German from my mother's side. So and I'm family. Yeah, so I'm technically I'm German and I have family live lives in Germany. So uh, and the 2006 World Cup was in Germany. So I was all for them. My favorite player was Michael Bollock. And that same summer after the World Cup, he transferred to Chelsea. Yep. I fell in love with him. I, yes, I, I started following Chelsea a lot more. And, uh, you know, I fell in love with Frank. I fell in love with JT. I fell in love with Drogba. And, you know, the rest was, was blissful history. Uh-huh. How about you, Zach? How did you That's fall in love with Chelsea? So back in my playing days, a.k.a. U12, AYSO mm-hmm. travel team. Nice. Um, I had a British coach. And I thought he had the coolest accent in the world. Um, but he would always show up with a blue jersey to come coach us, right? So I was wondering, like, whose jersey is this? Keep in mind, I'm a little kid. I don't really know. At this time, America didn't really have much Premier League on the TV. So I asked him one day. He said, oh, this is Chelsea. This is the greatest shirt you'll ever put on. So from that day forward, I made a conscious effort to look on my TV listings when the Premier League were there. And I saw a Chelsea match. And I believe I don't I don't remember who exactly we were playing, but I remember Drogba scored. It was a header, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with Didier. I he's he's my favorite player of all time, my favorite Chelsea player of all time. And from he's that moment there. forward, it was literally just love at first sight. JT Frank Lampard, um, when we had Aryan Robin, I loved Aryan Robin, Joe Cole, our two wingers. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how I started as a Chelsea it, fan. It's always so great hearing how Americans become a fan of their club. Yeah. Because it's, it's not the same. Like when you're in England, you become a fan of the, of the city. Exactly, yeah. where you're from. But here, there's always a story of here, something. It's, yeah, and it's, it's also a matter of what league is on TV at yeah. the time. So like back then, like I don't remember La Liga being on TV. I don't remember, you know, the League One or, or, or the Serie A being on TV. So it was literally just the Premier League. Or if you know you're an MLS fan or a or a Mexican or a Mexican soccer fan, yeah. But anyways, let's dive right into it, shall we? Please, let's get started. Let's talk about some transfer rumors. Some. So, Courtois hasn't renewed his contract yet. This is huge. His agents claiming that they have been in contact with Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah. So. So you know they can afford any asking price that they ask that he asks for. Any wage much. demand. Yeah. Exactly. So, just to give you a little bit of background, Thibaut Courtois was offered 150 grand a week as a part of his new bumper contract, and he declined it. 
he wanted reportedly, I'm using my air quotes here, 200,000 a week. Um, so R150 obviously wasn't enough for him. So Song, where, where do you stand? Oh, I, I think we need to keep him. Like there's no other replacement for him right now. I just, I pray to God Real goes after De Gea. I mean, Come on, guys! It's it, it's a match made. It's his it's his lifelong dream. Give the guy his, you know, his chance to play for his the team that he loved growing up. Come on, for him and for me too, please. So for, we so we don't him. lose Courtois. Yeah, it would it would be it would be a huge loss if he were to you know force his way out. I mean, um, how important was he to our team this past year and also for a few years to come? Well, well he 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 came off a bad year in, in 15, 16. I think we could all agree, but he redeemed himself this year. There was a couple matches where he was literally the reason why we were still in the game. We kept a lot of clean sheets that we shouldn't have kept because of him. So am I worried? Not so much. I think this is a power play by his agent. So the De Gea rumors calmed down a little bit, but I think we both know that it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Um, it's it's almost too good to be true, De Gea going to Real. But I think his agent is making a power play move, just trying to get his player's name out there into the mouths of the media. And the media are feeding off of it. Um, I think it's kind of overhyped. But this is this is the thing that really irritates me. We offered him 150000 a week. He wants 200000 Has he done anything to not deserve the 200000 I mean, that's the first thought that really goes through my mind. He is arguably one of the top three goalkeepers in the world right now. He's only 25. Hmm. Goalkeepers play well into their mid-30s. Pay him up. And then the other question that brings up is if we don't keep him, how, how are we going to replace him? What else? What other options do we have? We have we to pay. And you know what? I'm not even going to entertain that thought because it's just going to irritate me. So I don't blame the guy for you know making a power move. He knows that we can't we can't risk losing him so why not ask for all that money i mean it it makes sense it makes sense it does i mean okay his agent is doing his job that's basically what this is now the club has to do their job and reward him this is a goalkeeper that's been with the club for three years in the first team and he's won the title two years like what what more does he need to do to earn that two hundred thousand a week. Yeah, but, just to clarify, I'm I'm all for paying yeah, no, him that no. much. No, and, and you know what? I'm sure a lot of other Chelsea fans will agree with me, but this is just one thing that really pisses me off. We're gonna go out there and we're gonna spend seventy million and shatter a transfer record for a left wing back. Why can't we give this guy fifty grand more a week mm -hmm. to keep performing the way he's been performing these past couple seasons? It's money well spent. It's it's an investment. He's twenty five. I say it again. He's twenty five. So yeah. as far as this goes, the club better pay him up. And if this thing drags out any longer, it's just going to really irritate me even more. Well, just to move on to the ne next topic, to talking about making more, making some more money to spend this summer. Zuma actually tell, told the club that he wants to stay and fight for his place on the squad. Do you think that's a good move on his part? Or do you think... We should try to move them to make some more money, to get some more money at this transfer window. Well, I know where you stand on all of this, but this is where this is where I kind of stand. There's a big difference between this being a good move on his part and this being a respectable move on his part. I don't think it's a good move on his part because I don't think he's going to factor into this into this team this year. He's coming off a major surgery. It took him 11 months of rehab last year. They played it very, very cautiously. He's still really rusty. I mean, even when he played last season, he was extremely rusty. Now, is it a respectable move? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a guy that wants to be at the club. He wants to wear the shirt. He's proud of where he is. He's proud of his position. And he loves the club. He's through. He's Chelsea through and through. And I think we can both agree that he's a freak athlete. He He's built to play oh, soccer yeah. and he's built to be a defender, the, center back. The guy's a monster. I mean, in terms of center backs... He, you could probably name maybe two or three other center backs in the whole Premier League, maybe all of Europe that are as athletic as him. He was, he was without a doubt born to be a center back, but his playing style, does That's, it really suit Conte's back three? No. And and, and this is and this is where um I think alone is in order. So as we all know, he is a freak athlete, and we and we can't emphasize that enough. But where his weakness is, is on the technical side. When, we're, when he's in possession, he's very sloppy. 
He gives the ball away. Um, he's not really good with the ball at his feet. Um, positionally, also, when we're when we're in possession, when he played in that back three, he played way too wide, and it, and it leave a little gap between whoever was playing center half and him. Um, can he adapt? Maybe. I mean, he's still young, but this is where I think a loan moves in order. Loan him out, get him somewhere in Germany, maybe another Premier League club. Have him play. Have him get time under his belt. Let him get confident again. Because last season, we didn't see that that crazy freak athleticism. And and based on what we've heard from the Chelsea camp, the athleticism's still there. It's just hidden under his under him being timid. I mean, he's 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 not confident. So a lone move will get his confidence going. Hopefully it'll improve his technical ability. And then we could see what we do from there. But I kind of know where you stand and, and maybe you should expand on it a little bit. So we have a lot of depth right we, now. We, we argue about this. Back. We argue about this specific topic a lot. I love we me and Zach have been huge fans of Zuma for a long time, and I do love him, but you kind of nailed the point where he just doesn't have the skills to play with a, in the back three. But, you know, we have I – feel, I feel like the reason that we'd want to keep him is, you know, we have, he's the young, hopeful center back. Maybe he'd, he'd grow and develop into the person that – His potential through the roof. But we already have a player like that. Christensen is more than proven, and, you know, we can definitely use the money right now Especially, like, this is the season that we need to rebuild. We're in Champions League. You know, we need to keep Courtois. I'm, I'm all for getting rid of him right now. A loan would be nice, but see, money now is better than money later. I don't know. That's that's my opinion. This is such an important transfer window, in my opinion. It's very, it is an important transfer window, but, you know, to, to kind of combat what you're saying, if we sell Zuma now, I think it's fair to say that he's going to go for about 25 or 30 million, a player of his quality. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the market value right now. Give or take. He would fit well on so many teams. Oh, a lot of teams need a lot of, a lot of teams do need uh, an athletic center half. Um, He's like I said, I mean, the guy's a freak. You see how high he could jump, but going back to the point, you know, you mentioned Christensen. Um, We, we have Andreas Christensen. He's coming back on loan. But he's made from a different different type of cloth that Kurzuma is. Mm-hmm. Christensen's not as athletic. You know, he's very, very good with the ball. He could play on the left side or the right side. I think he could play in the middle. Um, he's way smarter on the pitch. He positions himself better. But Zuma's athleticism just puts him above everyone else. Now, if we do sell Zuma song, and I'm telling you this right now, I think you're gonna regret it. Because in two or three years, even if we do keep him, just specifically as a loan player, we could get forty or fifty million for him, easy. Yeah, I mean, a, a quality center backs are hard to come by. That's probably the hardest position to come by. And 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 as Chelsea fans, we know that better than anybody. I mean, how long have we been in the market for a quality center back? You know, it's not a knock on David Luiz, but we kind of settled. That was a last minute deal. I think we kind of pushed the panic button. It worked out, and yeah. I'm not complaining, but. We've we've been on the market for a top class center back for a long time now, and but letting we, go of Zuma when he has that potential, I just think it's too soon. But if if like you said, we're going to possibly bring in Van Dyke, um, that'll be yeah. I mean, we talked about it last time, I, and I think that is that's a wet dream. I think I mean, that that is has a very good chance of happening this season. Let me let me go back and re- reform what I had had to say. If we get Van Dyke. Let's sell Zuma. If not, let's keep him. You convince you. You've kind of convinced me otherwise. See th- that that makes a little more sense. But still, I'd I'd put Zuma on loan at least for one season. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? His stock is only going to go up, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't go up, it's going to stay the same. It, it's not like a, it's not like age is against him. Mm-hmm. It's not like he lost his, his 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 athleticism. It's just confidence. He just needs to get confident again. We're for we're forgetting the end of last season. Or, yeah, towards the end of last season, right before he injured himself, actually, we were considering him over Cahill. And now, and I know where you stand on Cahill. We worship the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's great. So, you know, the the whole Zuma the whole Zuma comment, yeah, it's very respectable, but it's the right decision right now. No, I think I think he should go on loan. 
But while we're on the topic of, you know, staying at the club or going on loan, Nathaniel Chaloba is actually set to talk to the club about his uh, about his future um, sometime next week. So before we dive into this, there there has been a lot of a lot of haters um, in terms of the Bakayoko deal. I mean, people are saying that Nathaniel Chaloba is pretty much the same player that Bakayoko is. Now I get it, you know. They're both very dynamic. They both have a lot of physicality to their game. But do you buy into all this? I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous Like that a Chelsea fan would support putting someone who's proven so little, has no experience in Champions League in a year that – are we going to put him in our starting 11 in, in Champions League? I mean, there, I don't think we can trust that. And the experience that Bakayoko brings, it – it's crucial. I mean, he made it to the semifinals. Yeah, definitely. That's that, that's enough experience in itself. And I mean, his 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 last. Sorry to cut you off, but his last game, you know, yeah, he didn't perform that well against um, Real Madrid. But in, in, in the rest of the Champions League com- campaign, this guy was a standout, dude. You have your off games. I I'll, I'll forgive him for that one because of his past history. But I love getting this guy on board. But what do you think that does to, Ch- to Chaloba's role? Well, I think the club is going to sit him down and they're going to pitch to him, you know, we have Champions League next season. We're going to have more fixture congestion. And that's going to leave space for you to slot in mm-hmm. in the midweek Premier League games. I mean, Chaloba, and, and, and this goes for youth players in general, anybody that's English in the English Premier League, they're tailor-made for those rainy Foggy Tuesday nights at Stoke, mm-hmm. you know, like th- these guys, these guys get it. They understand the importance of some of those matches. So they're going to sit Chaloba down. They're going to say, hey, we have these matches. These are the matches where you're going to play. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously when Bakayoko comes in, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be first choice. But, you know, they're going to sit down and they're going to tell they're going to tell Chaloba exactly that. We have these matches available for you. We're going to give you your opportunity to prove yourself, and whether you take it or leave it is up to you. So he's going to have a more pivotal role next season, Definitely. obviously, than he did this past Definitely. season. Definitely. Now, I'm not knocking Chaloba. I'm not saying Bakioko is miles ahead of Chaloba. Chaloba could be just as good as him. I think Chaloba is even a better passer than Bakioko. Mm-hmm. Now, it's just a matter of experience, and, and, and it's the same problem that happens with every English academy. These players don't get enough experience in the Premier League, and that's why we have to dip into our pockets and spend money on foreign players that have this actual experience. There's no reason why Bakayoko got his shot at Monaco and Chaloba hasn't got his hasn't got his full opportunity at Chelsea yet. Mm-hmm. I I think we're on the same page with this. We'll we'll leave it up to Conte. I think more pieces for him is always a good thing. It's always going to be a good thing. He needs squad depth, especially if he goes with a three-five-two. He's going to need three central mids. I think Chaloba fits in perfectly in that system. Yeah, and especially with. You know, this past year, we didn't have to deal with Champions League. Mm-hmm. This year, we are. So we're going to need depth. You've already talked about it. But, I mean, I want to move on to a different topic. Conte's cup record as a manager. In his, oh, three, years, in his three years at Juventus, you know, although he won league all three times, got two Supercoppa Italiana Cups as well, he, he never really made a big, big impact in Champions League. He never won... Uh, Coppa Italia, you know, many Chelsea fans are blaming the loss in the FA Cup final on Conte and the team not being mentally prepared enough for the big day. You think that this was the case? This is this is an interesting one. So losing a cup final has never been so painful as last year was um, because it's Arsenal. Yeah. You know, I fucking hate Arsenal for one, but... We just looked. We just looked hungover. We didn't look ready. Now, the only other game I could think of off the top of the head where we came out of the gates and didn't know what hit us was against Man U at Old Trafford. It was at White Hart Lane against Tottenham. Mm-hmm. The big matches are worrying me because those are big matches. It's not like we didn't show up against Crystal Palace one day. You know, it's these are big games against big teams. Now. Do I think it's a coincidence that his cup competition doesn't mirror his uh, league competition or, or his league record? Excuse me. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's a coincidence. Now, I mean, we have to go back to why he left Juve in the first place. He won the league there, sure, but 
at the time, it was a very, very poor Serie A. Mm-hmm. And he had a falling out with the club directors. They weren't giving him the players that he wanted. They weren't spending enough money. At Chelsea, he has the money. And you're and if you want proof, just look at the players we're linked with. 70 million for Alexandro, 35 million for Bakioko, upwards of 70 million if the Lukaku thing comes to fruition. And that's the money we're talking. Another 60 for for Virgil van Dijk. Mm-hmm. We're spending big. And that's something that Juve never did. So yeah, his cup record was pretty crappy at Juve, and I think that's fair to say. You know, it's it's fair to criticize him in that aspect, but at Chelsea, I mean, he has a fresh start. Also, to counter that, you know, people are really, really um, naive. They forget how shitty that Italian team was this past Euros. That was the worst Italian team ever, ever. Yeah, I, I can barely name three players on I, it, to be honest. I mean, like, it, 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 it was a joke. Mm-hmm. Giaccarini was the main player of that mm-hmm. Italian side. So, like, I mean, that says everything we need to know. There's, I mean, a, guy, there's a guy who couldn't even cut it They took out Sunderland. Spain, made it to the semis. They beat Spain, and they had a shitty team. Graziano Pella led the line. So, you know, he took, he took them that far in the Euros. There's no reason why people should forget about that and say, oh, he sucks in cup competitions. He, make, he gets the most out of his players. And if he gets the right players, that's going to be key. And as of now, we're being linked with all the right players. So I'm not worried. Yeah, maybe maybe last year it was just a coincidence that we played poorly in the in FA Cup final. You know? It's, or um, that could be the case. Or maybe Conte prioritizes winning league titles over league cups. What do you think? In my opinion... Yeah, I think there is prioritizing going on. I think you should prioritize the league because it's your domestic competition. Mm-hmm. And I think the fans, you know, um, can relate to the league a little bit more than they could the Champions League. No, don't get me wrong. Munich 2012, that was the best day in our club's history. Yeah, right? definitely. Champions League is great. But, you know, you're looking at your Champions League competition. Barcelona's, Real Madrid's, Bayern Munich's, mm-hmm. the Juve's under Allegri's. I mean, the PSG's. Those are all teams that are big spenders. Yeah. And, you know, if if they do prioritize the league, damn right they should. It's more realistic to win. But the, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that I don't think the Champions League is important. If we win the Champions League again, I'm going to celebrate 10 times harder than I would if we won the league. Yeah. But this is just a matter of being realistic. What matters more to the fans, and I think that is the Premier League. So... How do you think we're going to fare next year in in cup competition? I think we'll do okay. Yeah. The I have Let me let me just before we before we, uh, you answer this question, let me just read you a couple stats about Conte's Champions League history. Okay. 2011-12, they didn't even make they didn't even make Champions yeah, League. Yeah, they weren't in the league, in Champions League that year. 2012-13, they got knocked out by Bayern Munich, who ended up winning Champions they, they League. They won, so, I mean, that's... You know, that, that, that's forgivable. If you lose to the Champions, if you're going to lose anybody, you lose to the Champions. 2013-14, however, they got knocked out in group stages. They got sent to Europa League, and they didn't even make it to the finals in Europa League. They lost in the yeah, semis. There's no excuse for that. So... Do you, you really don't think that Chelsea fans should worry about this past performance? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Um, What's different now than... It's definitely different now. And, and you're forgetting, this Chelsea team that won the league this year, that wasn't Conte's team. He didn't put that team together. He bought a couple pieces, sure. Mm-hmm. And maybe they did help a lot. I mean, N'Golo Conte, David Luiz, huge, huge impact players for the team this year. But... He didn't go out and buy four, five, six players like he's going to this summer to build a team, to play the way he wanted to. He had he had what he had, and he made the most of it. And thank God it was the Premier League, right? Mm-hmm. The FA Cup, we should have beat Arsenal. I mean, come on, dude. It's Arsenal. Yeah. But we were just the, the worst so part about See, like, the worst part about losing to Arsenal is I hate the yeah buts. So, yeah. you know, we had an amazing regular season yeah and we're, we, we can be celebrate 
We can be celebrating that, and then a Chelsea, I mean, an Arsenal fan will walk by and be like, yeah, but we won the FA Cup. I hate that. I don't even want to leave a room for that. It's easy. You I don't want go, any. No yeah, way. but you could go fuck yourself. Yeah. You're still an Arsenal fan. Like, you know. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, life could be worse, you know. But, but there you we go. An Arsenal I mean, fan. I mean but, but then you're, but then the way you talk to them back is, hey, mm-hmm. we won the Premier League, so, yeah. you, could, so you could suck it. Still, still I hate leaving. I, those, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I, know. I want Chelsea to be the dominant team in England. After missing out on last year's Champions League, I, I'm I'm so hungry for it. I'm like, craving it. I, I I want to be in it. I want us to kill it. Like I don't want to just participate. I want to win. We need we need we need we need strikers though. So if DDI Drugbo, if you're listening, um, <laughs> if you want to step lace them up, homie. If you want to step out of that Phoenix Rising jersey, you know, just uh, just come back to Chelsea. Yeah, the old jersey Champions might League. be a little bit too tight on you now, but still, you know. <laughs> I think you're being harsh on the guy, Sam. But I'm just kidding. Yeah, he he used to be in really good shape. He, he used to be in, in very very good shape. So <laughs> yeah, um, this year I I I I think I mean I think if, if if this past year this last year if we were in Champions League, I'm not so certain that we would have won it. But with all of the moves that are potentially happening this summer, everything that we've talked about, it looks good. This episode and last week, it looks and good. And the future moves that we could be making, I think we we could really compete well. And Conte, I mean, he's gonna have more pieces to work with. You know, he loves his, moving pieces, his pieces around. That's the important thing. Yeah. It's his pieces. And he's deciding on the I mean, players. I honestly think this is the first transfer window in maybe you know five or six summers where. We're not being linked to someone that we don't need. Yeah, I mean, who who are the players that he brought in last year? Marco Alonso. Marco Alonso. Who, who we, we we never talked about this, but he might have been one of the biggest bargain signings in all of Premier League history. I mean, for what we got him for and what he contributed, the way, the way he performed last year, he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, David Luiz, obviously, we don't need to say much about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a great signing. Dude, Golo Conte. I mean, I don't know. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't that, know. That's a bargain too. I don't know. How. I don't know if Antonio Conte had much say in the Ingolo Conte deal, but I think if he did have to put in his opinion, he'd probably be like, "Yeah, he'd be good for it." <coughs> he's one of the. He's he's one of those players that'll fit. That'll fit on any on any team. He's he's Makaleli two point Um, speaking of. Uh, defensive midfielders. Mm-hmm. Great transition. Great transition. <laughs> Got to work on my transitions, man. But, you know, we are talking about defensive mids, and we got to bring up Nemanja Matic. I mean, we can't we can't dismiss the, the transfer rumors that have been going mm-hmm. around. So, Matic to Man United. Um, Sam, why don't you give us a little breakdown? Well, what the way I see it is, I, we, we talked about this last week, how he might not necessarily fit in with our scheme with 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 a defensive back because of his lack of mobility but we both agree that he's a phenomenal defensive mid mm-hmm. and he could contribute to any team that he's on yeah giving him to man united back to mourinho i mean i don't know i, I I've 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 said that much. I let, let, I want to hear what you have to say, and then I'll finish my opinion. Um, because I, I think what you have to I'm, say is a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, and this is another thing that really pisses me off. I can totally see this happening, and I could totally see this biting us in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, why we're even listening to offers for one of our players after we just won the league? And the offers coming from a title rival who our beloved Jose Mourinho is coaching. And it's Man United. That's absurd, man. Like I if if I was if I was the board, because the way this works is Chelsea has a transfer committee. It's not Roman Abramovich. There's a committee that has to agree upon signings and you know who to scout yeah. and, and who who to pay for, who not to pay of course. for. If I was in that committee, I will laugh in Man United's face. This is a fucking joke. If you're really considering selling him to a title rival, Jose Mourinho's Manchester United of all teams, you got to be crazy. Song. But you even said he doesn't fit on our team. He doesn't fit on our team, but why should we sell him to anywhere else in England? He is 
a great, great defensive midfielder. I'm not going to go and say world class because I don't think he's world class. I think there's a. I think there's he a was at one time. There's a right? category think... above him. 14, 15, he was world class. I mean, he he bossed Yaya Toure when we went to the Emirates that year. <laughs> but this is a guy that's still going to be able to contribute to any team he goes on, like you said. So why would we send him to a team where he knows he's going to contribute? Where he knows he's going to be contributing? Well, how much? How much do you think that we could get from him from Man United? Forty million. That's the number going around. Okay. It's forty million. So with that. Being said as well, if, does if, that change your mind at all? I mean, let me ask you a question yeah. to retort that. If someone came up to you and an anonymous team and said forty million to Manny Matic, shake on it, would you do it? <laughs> Actually, I'd have to know. I'd have it, to know. Yes yeah, no you're right. You would do it, right? Yeah. What if Manchester United came up to you and said forty million to Manny Matic? Would you do it? I mean, I'm saying it, it definitely, no. it definitely changes my, the, it changes my Fuck mind. You're right. No, it changes my mind. You know the the history between him and Mourinho. I mean, he pretty much, he pretty much found him and he made him the way the player he is right now. Yeah. So man. you know, bring bringing them back together. I mean, this drives me. But insane. then, then what happens? Like. If there's no other team interested in him, do we just let him sit on our bench and wait? Like teams are gonna be interested in him. That's the thing. There's so many other teams that are in the market for defensive midfielders. Juventus has been looking for one. PSG is gonna be looking for one soon because Marco Verratti's gone. There, the bottom line, Sam, and what I'm trying to say is that 40 million for Manchester United for a player like Nemanja Matic. Might seem like good business at first, mm-hmm. but I promise you, if this deal goes through, we're going to regret it. Not because you, you, we're losing Matic, but because we're giving Matic to Mourinho. We're upgrading with Bakayoko. I mean, I, I think that's the general yeah. consensus. Is, do, you, do you think that our how much we get better – let me rephrase that. Do you think us adding Bakayoko is a bigger – Improvement to our team, or Man United adding Matic is that a, or is that a bigger improvement to their team? Um, Cause, well, cause, well, this yeah. is where it gets interesting. Um, let's look at the positives and negatives, okay? From the from the Chelsea perspective first, if we get Bakayoko, what does that do? It allows us to play three in the middle of the park, so a three-five-two is coming. Um, that allows Cesc Fabregas to slot into our starting eleven, possibly. <laughs> And he'll have Bakayoko and Conte doing all the running, right? It's pretty funny to think that Fabregas is not starting. In our starting 11, yeah. I know it's so ridiculous. Does that mean that you we're – like, does that show how good we are? Or? I, mean, I mean, people people, people are like really quick to throw the word world-class around. And when it comes down to Fabregas, like, there's no one like him. Yeah. Um, anyways, we're going back to Matic, right? So we pretty much got the, the, the benefit with Chelsea is – we're going to save Fabregas' legs, and we're going to allow him to play high up the pitch and almost play a free role. Wherever he wants, he's going to go. I mean, Conte has been pretty good at that and giving Fabregas a, the green light to play wherever, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the same thing is going to happen if Matic goes to Man United. They, Michael Carrick is old. He, this guy can't he's, move. Yeah, he's, he's probably right? done soon. He's, he's, he's going to be done soon. So, so they're going to need to find cover. If they bring in Nemanja Matic, now they're – three in the middle of the park is going to become staggered. It's going to look like a triangle and Pogba is going to be playing a number 10. So it's going to be, have the same exact effect. You're going to have Herrera and Matic doing all the running and you're going to have Pogba playing higher up, saving his energy and being closer to the goal. Mm -hmm. Now is Pogba that Frank Lampard type goal scorer? Is he going to bang in 15, 20 goals a season? No, he's not. That's not his DNA, but it's definitely going to help man United's creativity. I mean, you have a guy with Pogba's quality playing closer to the goal, teams are going to take notice. Mm-hmm. And having Matic and Herrera back there, who are two willing runners and are good distributors, are just going to be feeding Pogba all day long. So where does the benefit lie? To answer your question, it still remains to be seen. But in my opinion, I think Man United's going to benefit a lot more by getting to Manny Matic. So you think there's going to be other suitors down the line who, who want Matic. They probably won't yeah, pay as yeah, much yeah. as Man United For would, sure. but you think we're better off not giving him to a competitor, giving him to another team for less money I don't down know, the line. I don't know about less money. 
Because, like I said, the teams that are going to be coming in for it, pro- them, it probably won't be the same amount of money. It won't be a significant amount less, but you know no one spends money like Man United can. No one spends money like Man United, but we also know that Mourinho is a master at lowballing his first offer for a player. Mm-hmm. So there's no official... There's no official fee that's been proposed. No. So when that fee, I mean, forty million is just a rumor. How do we know it's going to be forty million? I think forty million is a fair price. If yeah. Juventus came tomorrow and said we're going to buy Matic from you for forty million after you seal your Bakayoko deal, I would say okay, let's shake on it. Yeah. Um, are, are we going to miss Matic? I mean, Bakayoko is an upgrade. We're getting him for thirty-five. So if Matic goes for forty, we're getting. A younger, more mobile player who's a little bit more um, dynamic, mm-hmm. and we're getting five million for it. Yeah, I think right now we are a little bit short at all, all of our center mid positions. So, I mean, even Conte has said that he wouldn't think about getting rid of him unless we got another center mid to replace him. So two center mids, two and Bakayoko center. being one of them. Yeah, exactly. One one more additional. So, um. It, I, I think I'm kind of with you that for right now we gotta wait it out. I, I don't want to give him to Man United. I just so have, let's say let's say we, let's I just say have we, a bad feeling about this. Yeah, I mean obviously we know how they performed last year. They they kind of pulled to Chelsea from the year before. Mm-hmm. Like, that, so, as bad that is as that is to say, but let, let's say that we do, that they don't get Matic. They've added Victor Lindeldorf. Uh, Lindeldorf. <laughs> Lindeldorf. Lindelof. And, you know, they've been linked with Murata, Fabinho, James as well. Um, uh, Raja Nangle. Yes. The player we've been linked with. Conte's been a big admirer of him for a while. So we, we might be in a little bit of a bidding war for him. So, you know, we know Griezmann, he's he's going to have to wait. He's going to be staying. He's going to have to wait his turn. He has to sit down for now. <laughs> but if they can nab some of these players mentioned... How good do you think Man United will be this past, this upcoming season? Will they really challenge Chelsea for that title? Yeah. Fuck Man United. All right, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I had to say. You didn't listen to the last pod. <laughs> um, we asked Sam who he hated more, Arsenal or Tottenham, and he responded, Man United. Um, All right. So back back to the question. Go. Ahead. Okay. Um, they're gonna challenge us for the title, one hundred percent. If you're going off. Historical fact, Mourinho's first year is a dud. His second year, he buys a bunch of proven older players, and he wins the league. And then the third year, it all implodes. So I'm not going to go out there and say he's going to win the league because I think we're going to be way stronger next season. And I think Man City's going to be ridiculous next season. Their oh, firepower yeah. is insane. So are they going to We're going to talk the... about Man City in, in a future episode. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. We, we, we have to, but... And if we're talking about Man United right now, with the players they're being linked with, let's say maybe they get two or three additions to their squad, they're going to be challenging us for the Premier League title. I I, I don't want to ask this question. I'm really just it, – it, it's hard for me to even say it. Do you think the ghost of the special ones past is going to come back to haunt us? That's what I'm telling you. If we <laughs> sell Matic, we are literally – would like be the creating, worst. That would be the worst. We're we're literally writing the story if we sell Matic. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just like if there's no way that he's gonna come that he's gonna go to Man United and not hurt us one way or another. Like 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 imagine if he goes back to Man United and hits a screamer like he did in the FA mm-hmm. Cup against us. I'll cry. I, th- I don't know what I'll do. Yeah, like, I would I would actually I would start tearing up. Like there's no other feeling. I mean, I felt that way when we lost Juan Mata. I mean, he probably had oh, the same amount of impact as Montage did on Chelsea. and More. Way more, I think, Mata did. But and it's hard to you, see him wear compar- Man United your comparison, jersey. Your, your comparison does make sense, and I see what you're saying. Even if they don't get him, though, there's these other names that are being thrown around. I mean, I mean, just looking at the list we have here, Fabinho, ridiculous. He was Bakayoko's partner at Monaco, for those who don't know. And then you got Raja Nangle. He's, he's how, how, do, how does that make Man United better, though, these players? Okay. What, what do they do to Man United to make them different than they were last year? You're getting your upgrade. Instead of having Fellaini playing in midfield, he was a fucking, God bless that bro. A fucking joke. Marijuana Fellaini. Marijuana Fellaini. That guy's a joke. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go on a little rant, okay? I there's very few Premier League players 
who I just want to shoot in the face with a sawed-off shotgun, right? Oh my. Okay, like, like Mer- Fellaini's one of them. He's easily one of them. I'm, Every- I'm going to quote Eminem just because I say I want to kill someone on my song doesn't mean I'm going to actually go do it. I just want to say that for Zach. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's not actually going to do it, this okay? Isn't a, this, isn't Preface. A, this isn't a death threat, but... <laughs> Hypothetical, if you had to shoot a player in the face with a sawed-off <laughs> shotgun... It would be. It would this be, is uh, this is. Uh, I would never approve to put this on the script. Just so everyone knows, this, this is a, completely off script. This, but yeah, answer that question, please. This would. Okay. <laughs> it would be between Fellaini or Aguero, but. Oh my God. Fellaini, Fellaini. <laughs> so just let me explain, okay? He sucks at soccer. He sucks at playing the actual game. The only good thing that he's good at is getting yellow cards and heading in the occasional goal. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why he's good at heading in the occasional goal is because he comes from this underground civilization of people who are seven and a half (laughs) feet tall and just come up to earth and decide, hey, I decided I want to come play for Everton and and Manchester United and and head in a bunch of garbage goals. And the funny thing is that's the the one thing that he's good at, and he would become so much better if he just shaved that fro off. I mean, the hair definitely is not helping him out with that. He tried to dye it blonde. I mean, I don't think the color of the hair is going to change it. (laughs) No, but but just like, like, if you want to see how ridiculous it is, look at a picture of him at the Euros last year. It was beach blonde, and it looked horrendous like i remember that it was hilarious it was really bad so uh, replacing him they're going to be replacing him with some of these some of these players linked rajan angolan fabinho possibly nemanja matic they've been linked with renato sanchez as well from from bayern munich all those guys are a surefire upgrade on on uh marijuana fellaini i almost said marijuana on fellaini right okay so you have a guy with the quality of Paul Pugba in the midfield. Ander Herrera, as much as I hate him too, he's a good player. I hate him. I hate him too. I'm not even gonna say he's a good player, even though he is. I mean, oh, I, mean I, I just said we were we were here in the <laughs> FA Cup game when he got sent off. Yeah, yeah, that was a, pretty good. That but... was one of the most epic high fives ever. Yeah, it was nice. But anyways, these players are all <laughs> upgrades. When you have a world class talent like Paul Pugba in the midfield, you need to put more talented players next to him to get to maximize that dude's potential mm-hmm. and getting any of these guys are going to be ma- are going to be adding to that cause they're going to be maximizing Pogba's potential towards the end of last season we saw Ander Herrera and Pogba have a have a, have a pretty nice chemistry oh yeah they finished off the season on a high note the, I don't like that at all the question mark was Fellaini now Mourinho is always going to play Fellaini in those big games. He's always going to play defensive. He's going to sit back and hit on the counter. I mean, that, that's just typical Mourinho, right? Mm-hmm. But getting these guys is going to be an upgrade. And, and you know, depending on which one they get, if they get any of the names we mentioned, it's a red flag for the whole league. Not just for us, for the whole league. So you, you, you're you saying your prediction is they're going to challenge for the title next year? Yeah. yeah. They're going to challenge for the title. I mean, Murata's sealed. Mm-hmm. Lindelof, for those of you that haven't seen Lindelof, go on YouTube, check out his videos, read about him, play with him in FIFA if you have to. Yeah. But I hope everything goes wrong. He's, I mean, this, just like I, this past year. I hope so. I too. mean, on paper, everything that you said, like that, that's what should happen. You know, I, I mean, a lot of things should have happened the past couple of years that didn't happen. Are you talking about the sawed-off shotgun? <laughs> no, no. I, I was hoping that you wouldn't bring that up again, but. <laughs> We we we'll just leave it at that. They they'll challenge for the, they'll the challenge title. For the title. There's a lot 100%. of teams that will challenge for the title, and I, I can't really decide whether it was going to be one, two, three. Chelsea was, is going to for sure challenge for it as well, but you know we I'm got gonna, we're going. I'm I'm a little bit nervous. I just want to add one more thing. Like yeah, Man U's going to challenge for the title. And my brother is a Man United fan, right? Don't ask how he wound up a Man United fan, how I wound up a Chelsea fan, but. It was so much fun talking shit to him the last three or four years since Fergie left, and now that's gonna that that's about to come to an end. Like I didn't no. think I was gonna have to talk shit about him last about Man United last year, mm-hmm. but I was able to because sixth place. Good, yeah, good God. But the, I think one fantastic thing about players or managers retiring is that you know you you really and the, this is the one I'm only gonna say this because he's not, he's not their manager anymore, but. Sir Alex Ferguson is such an amazing manager. Yeah, he has that, an amazing career. That goes and I same, love though. and I love when you that how that he's retired because I can appreciate all of the you know it's it's like the same thing with Kobe. Like 
I hated him when he was playing. Yeah, because you're a because, Clipper fan. Yeah, because he shit. used to shit on my team. <laughs> exactly. He would shit on my whole life. But now that he's not playing in the league, I can look yeah. back and appreciate yeah. all that he's did. And it's just, you know. Okay, okay. That, that, that's enough praising Man United. <laughs> I know. That, so, that, that's all I would say. Though. That's fuck them. That, yeah, yeah. Fuck them. So, um, my brain's on overload. So, um, how about you? Yeah. We, we went through a lot today. Yeah, let's. Uh, I think we should move on to the shenanigans. Wow, that's a transition. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, um, I'll ask you the first question because because I I want to hear your answer on it first. Yeah, so yeah, I'd like to hear your explanation. So for those of you that didn't listen, um, our shenanigans segment it's just a nice little lighthearted segment of a bunch of questions that you probably ask yourself, but aren't man enough to answer. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm sure these questions pop up in all Chelsea and, and fans. I am 100% positive that these questions do. So the first one, um, if you were forced to take a member of the Chelsea squad, forced. Forced. The way I wrote it was forced. Against my will because I would never participate in such a heinous act against... Well, well let me get to the heinous act. Oh, yeah. So I even, yeah sorry. If you were forced to take a member of the Chelsea squad... To a strip club. Mm, Force. Which I've never done before. I've never even... Never been... Against home. your will. Do you, you really... You do you absolutely they, had to... You know strippers have fathers? This is... They all do. Look, this is... This is... You know... Alright, it's a hypothetical. The most demeaning... I'll just... For the good of the podcast, I'm just gonna put myself in I think you situation. should just... I think you should take one for the team right yeah. now and just answer the question. So... I... I, I recall... After we won uh, the title this year, um, the, that exact game, when uh, after uh, the, West Brom, yeah, <laughs> when when uh, Mishi scored the game-winning goal, of course, you know, a bunch of the different players in, in the back they're celebrating with with champagne, and yeah, uh, there were, a bunch of them were live streaming. I watched Mishi's. He popped way more bottles than anyone yeah, on the right? team. Yep. Like, I mean, I don't blame him. He he kind of. He was the man that day, yeah. but when I if I were to go to the strip club and you know if it would be my only time, so I'd like to make the best of it. Yeah. You know, I want to bring someone who's popping bottles. I want to pop a bottle of champagne on a stripper. I don't know if I'm taking that too far. <laughs> before I, before I take it too far, Zach, yeah, who would you take? Who would you take to a strip club? You know, I've been thinking about this for a really long time, and there's, you know, I'm I'm going through like the whole first team. I'm even going through the reserves. I can't like seem to figure out who I want to take. But let's just say like this was gonna happen about like a year ago, okay? Let's say this happened last year. Without a doubt, I would take Diego Costa. Could you imagine the rage? This guy has so much inner rage, right? Like he's from the streets of Brazil. Imagine taking him into a strip club. And buying him a lap dance and watching him do all the wrong things to the stripper, like he'd be like, he'd be the last person would, I'd take. We get kicked out in like he, ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but it would be funny. <laughs> I would pull out my phone and and start screaming "World Star." Like, oh, so you're saying any ex- any excuse seconds. to get out of the strip club as as fast as possible, course, and get course. back to your girlfriend, of course, and your safe, loving arms. Yeah, that's you what know, you meant to say, right? I would take Diego Costa because. I would get kicked out, and I would never be allowed back in. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't contribute would, any money no to money. that disgusting organization or that, that establishment. Nope. You know, no money. That deg- degrades women. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading the next question. It's pretty funny. Can you just – yeah, read it because we need to explain this. Like, okay, okay. Just read okay. it. So <laughs> I can't even gather myself. Okay. Who would win in a bar fight? Santi Cazorla? Or Lord Farquaad from Shrek. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm. I don't even know how to answer this because I don't even know where you're coming from with this question. <laughs> Zach is the one who makes these questions, and I'm, you know, I'm forced to answer them. Like, what? Can you please explain where you're coming from? Where's this comparison? Okay, so, so, Santi Cazorla, for you know those of you that don't know, he's he's been injured a lot lately, right? Yeah. He's super fragile. The dude's made of glass. Um. I, I don't know why I thought of him. I just think he looks like an Ewok. So I, I, I thought of him anyways. And I was like, okay, if he was going to get in a bar fight with someone, who would it be? And I'm trying to run through the players in the Premier League who are his size, and all of them would kick his ass. Yeah, so you're, you're trying to find someone, someone that would actually level. make it an even fight. Someone so on something level, competitive. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, And the person you thought of is well, Lord Farquaad from Shrek. Lord Farquaad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, welcome to Duloc. <laughs> welcome to Duloc. Yeah, so, dude. Okay, Kazorla or Lord Farquaad? Do I really have to answer this question? A, a real human being or a made-up character from... I'll, I'll, I'm going to say Lord Farquaad. No, no, it's not, it's not a real human being. It's an, it's an Arsenal player. <laughs> First, a made-up character. That's a no-brainer. The made-up character all day, dude. Like, I'll take Lord Farquaad. Lord Farquaad? Yeah. I think he's, he's scrappy. Too. He's scrappy. He is scrappy. But, yeah. But he also has a better crew on his side, too. Do you remember the Executioner from Shrek? Oh, that, that guy's guy huge. That guy's a badass. He's huge. Yeah. And he, and he has, like, what do they call those? A, is it a scythe or a it, guillotine? It looks like a It's a guillotine. But yeah. no, I'm talking about the actual knife. It looked like a butcher knife on the end of a scythe. Anyways. Yeah, the thing. Oh, the thing you use to chop off people's heads, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the same thing you use to blow people's brains out, right? Like a sawed off shotgun. Yeah. So, the thing, this is the most violent yeah, Chelsea podcast on the ever. web. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can we, just, so, uh, can we move on? Yeah. Okay. So Cristiano Ronaldo song. He had twins today, and I think it's only fitting because we t- did talk about Man United. The guy's still beloved at United. Was linked with him recently. What will Cristiano Ronaldo's kids be better at when they get older? Football or tax evading? What do well, you... uh, I've been advised by my lawyers to plead the fifth. Oh, so uh, anything regarding tax evasion? So I'm, the Spanish authorities are on I'm your being ass investigated too. right now. Wow. Yeah, so there's might... some. There's been some funny business going on, but uh, so you might have I to share a, I, a prison cell with Luka Modric. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't be so bad, but like I said. <laughs> I can't really go into details, and I've been I've been told by my lawyers to plead the fifth. Yeah, you know I'm not even gonna go ahead and answer this question. I just wanted to say it to yeah. uh, piss off everyone that supports Man United. Um, <laughs> even though even though I love Cristiano, I I like I I, res- I like him. Yeah, I, I guess I guess I like him. Um, he's never he's never done anything to hurt me <laughs> personally. Personally, yeah. <laughs> well. Sam, that concludes this episode of the pod. Yeah. Um, A lot better than the last one? or Probably way worse. Our pod pod probably stinks. So, anyways, guys. um, Be sure to follow us on Twitter at uh, Romans Empire Pod or email us any questions or comments you have at uh, Romans Empire Pod at gmail.com. So, we were talking about how our pod sucked. So, tell us if it sucked. Go tell us the fuck off. Hey, don't be too critical. Remember what I said last time? Last time, chat shit get banged. Oh, chat shit gosh. get you banged. Need to stop that. Okay, so, um, anyways, let us know what you think of the show, and we'll see you next week. Uh, keep the blue flag flying high. <laughs>